just brought out a new cookbook. More airy, more light, more mouthy coast. It's such a vibe, isn't it? Welcome to another week of Obviously Good. Whether it is the opening of a new restaurant or a crowd culinary favourite, this is a podcast for everyday foodies by Everyday Foodies. We're eating honest food and dishing up honest reviews for you every Tuesday. Hello, our beautiful podcast peeps. You are joined, as always, with myself, Spicy B, Sweet Libby. Hi, guys. <laughs> the same. And Buttery Bella. Hi, guys. I was going to do a little like, hi, guys. But you didn't hear. <laughs> no, I just felt like I didn't want to grace everyone's ears with that pain, but then I just did it. So here we are. Here bit we are. A, we did it anyway. Bit of a circle. Now, I'm not going to ask you how was your week because I want to ask you how was your week going to be. I know, okay. three this days is, away from Christmas. I, this is my favourite time of year. I could not I agree mean, more. Well, like, I feel like you and every other Joe. Yeah, Whoa, well, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're a bit negative over there, <laughs> Um, Yeah, look, I am the Grinch that sold Christmas this year. I'm not vibing it. You know, I just don't have the energy. Why is that? You normally because love Christmas. She I, gets in her head and she decides something and she's already decided this year is over. <laughs> I do actually. That's a really good point. Like I do love Christmas. And then, yeah, I've just decided this year Christmas is cancelled. So you went green <laughs> inspired of the Grinch? Yep. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Let's sure. get her a Grinch outfit to wear on Christmas Day. I can see her running around in it. I would you, happily do yeah, that. You actually love that. Although speaking of like Grinch, for people that know me on the podcast or if you're joining me, I recently have a niece recently she's a year old now actually <laughs> um and there was actually discussion not that long ago from my sister about whether santa would be a thing or not oh so as in they might not introduce santa so santa never comes yeah like they were saying happy for her to like think that santa's part of christmas but santa isn't going to be real and santa isn't bringing the presents sort of thing i suppose oh. as a adult you can just decide that i mean if you're listening with little kids we're really sorry we've just kind of like broken the fourth wall here yeah please yeah. turn off the podcast now <laughs> i mean i suppose it's not really a podcast appropriate for little kids so hopefully no. i was listening with little kids <laughs> Don't listen with your children, please. What's the um, reasoning behind that? It's the reasoning of lying to a child right. from like birth <laughs> and then them growing up and then you teaching that child that lying's bad. It's okay. It's just, I actually quite, I, like, I think that's quite a sensible thing, but there's nothing like the joy of setting out, you know, biscuits. Yeah. Absolutely. Warm, that's what I mean. I feel like you know, everyone, milk. you know, we all had Santa. We've, yeah. Yeah. we've grown up pretty unscathed. <laughs> My dad used to like go to like lengths to be, to put like a red thread through like, barbed wire and oh all these God. things oh, that's and cute. tracks and stuff and you'd be like boogie santa was over here look and i honest oh. to god the older i got i was like he's real because it just got, <laughs> oh more, got more convincing <laughs> i do remember that i remember actually not with santa but i do remember when i found out that the easter bunny wasn't real oh that was crushing for me i know my mum thought that I already knew. I think she must've thought that my sister told me or something like that. So she made an offhand comment oh. to my sister about it in the car. And I was like, what? And I just started crying and she was like, oh shit, shit, shit. Oh. I kind of feel like my mom did the same, except she wasn't like shit, shit, shit about it. She was like, you know that, get over it. And I was oh. like, this is even more of a hard blow. <laughs> yeah, gee, I'm growing up, my life flashing before my eyes. <laughs> anyway, so look, we're in all different minds of Christmas. You guys are really excited. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Same. Okay, well, there you go. I thought instead of talk of the town this week, we would do what are we each bringing to the Christmas table?
festive. I love that. Mm-hmm. This is hard because I'm not much of a cook, as you guys know. <laughs> no, so please guys... don't bring anything to the Christmas table in your household. <laughs> For everyone's Anything sake. edible. <laughs> what are you going to bring, Bill? Maybe I'll bring crackers. Christmas oh, crackers. Can't be Christmas without Christmas crackers. That's or it. maybe I'll like actually make, I'll go to some lengths and make like a pie. Like a fun pie. What kind of pie are you going to make, Dar? Well, I'll probably reach out to you. and <laughs> Throw it over to Sweet Livy. Can you make the pie for her? Can you send it to Walgett for me? I Express think it's best if you stick with the Christmas crackers. I think everyone loves good quality Christmas cracker. I think stick, stay in your lane, babe. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, what are you going to bring, Sweet Libby? Interestingly that you say Sweet Libby here because I am going to obviously bring something sweet. So... Since last year, I saw Lauren Eldridge, um, this pastry chef that I love. She did these beautiful profiteroles all set in a wreath. Oh, I love that. And I'd just been dreaming about doing it since I saw it. I actually saw it after Christmas last year. And I was like, no, I would have done that. So I've been thinking about it. And I think that's what's coming on my Christmas table this year. Your family must love you because yeah. you would always bring something good to Christmas. Sometimes it's a bit of trial and error. <laughs> oh, yeah, testing rather than testing. And the trick is, though, that my sister's dairy-free. So I do try and accommodate for her, but sometimes she misses out. Oh. I know. It does suck to be dairy-free, especially mm. when there's chocolate, cream. Mm. Yeah. Oh. You know. B, have you got anything special for the Christmas table? I do, actually, considering I'm grinching it this year. Um, <laughs> speaking of pies, I did see on Instagram on Delicious uh, a – chicken and like a curry chicken phyllo pastry pie from Matt Moran. Okay. That I really want to try because as you all know, I don't eat ham. Yep. Yeah. Um, And obviously that's always the star of the show. And I feel like, well, in my household at least, it's always a very traditional Christmas lunch and I'm kind of getting sick of it. I'm like, where's the other stuff for the people that don't eat ham or like. (laughs) All the five-year-old palettes out there. All the (laughs) five-year-old palettes. Also, like, does it always have to be the same? Like, I sometimes get envious of families that have these amazing Christmas banquets and they do just like really different meals. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, our household is one of those families that literally dad will get a ham and then every lunch dinner breakfast for a month you have to eat that oh yeah it goes on for a while doesn't yeah. it it shouldn't be like days. that it should be like a one day no event. i love that about christmas i love that you have the ham for the next few months that makes sandwiches. months yeah months yeah it's a cured meat mate <laughs> yeah if you store it in a handbag everyone knows what a handbag is yeah no, but this is what i, I always mean. wondered like, why they put it in a bag like that yeah because you you dip it in vinegar and then you wrap it in the ham and it helps preserve the ham and keep it cured there you go. Anyway, not interested in that. Um, <laughs> for me, I'll be having the pie. Okay, that sounds pretty good. I'm pretty excited for you, B. Can't wait to see the pics on the Instagram. Only pics if it is a feature. If it is a fail, we will never speak of this again. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm feeling the same way about my profiteroles. Yeah, I'm expecting big things from you. I know, you'll see them if they happen. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> you may Otherwise not. this episode is not airing. <laughs> Speaking of happening and things happening, Libby, what happened this week? So... To celebrate Christmas this week, we decided to go somewhere a bit special, somewhere that focuses on Australian produce, small local growers, and somewhere we've all wanted to go to since this podcast started. However, our beautiful plans didn't quite go as we had thought. Bella, talk us through what happened when Nomad came calling. Okay, so it was about 1pm. I was about to get back into bed for my nap time. (laughs) And then I get rudely interrupted by my phone. And I was like, oh, who's this no number? I'm just going to ignore that, which is, you know, as you do. Yeah, agreed. And then I got a voicemail. Oh, 
you know, your reservation tonight, we're actually going to have to cancel because of an emergency. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's happened? Like, I know that they just had a fire recently. Yeah, absolutely. Earlier this year, they had a fire and they had to close down the restaurant and they moved to Nomad up the road and they've just opened, maybe in the first two months of reopening. Oh, I honestly thought they were pranking me. So I called her back and she's like, yeah, we've just had a fire alarm and now the place is flooded. So we can't have anyone in tonight. Oh my gosh, that's so ironic. So they they were burnt down. They've obviously put in probably very intense fire alarm systems. (laughs) Yeah. And something set it off. Is that what happened? Then the sprinklers have flooded it, the venue. It, I know. It must be. It's so bad. They've literally had, like, it's some sort of weird biblical reference. Like, they've had fire and floods. Yeah, fire and water. Like, in the same, oh, gosh. Anyway, it's so it was just a bit of a tragedy. We obviously then had to rush around a bit to work out what we were going to do for dinner because we planned our Christmas party. Yeah, absolutely. Think about it, guys. It's 1 p.m. on a Saturday during COVID times where you have to book and everything is booked. Yeah. So we're scrounging around trying to find a place. And now I'd been wanting to go to this place called Ezra for a very long time, but it hadn't been as high on the other girl's agenda. So we'd sort of kept trying to work out, just trying to work out which place to go. Anyway, Bella got us in. Mm. How'd you do it, Belle? A lot of phone flirting. (laughs) Which is really funny because I said this to my friend yesterday and he looked at me and was like, isn't everyone there gay? Yeah, I don't know. Gay guys love me. <laughs> I mean, no issues here. It worked in our favour. It so did. I mean, I am still feeling very bad for Nomad. Same. They've just had the worst little bit of luck. Absolutely. Mm. And it's also like the worst time in the lead up to Christmas is to happen. Oh. And like, Belle, didn't you say when you called that you yeah. were like the only person to actually feel sorry for them? Or? Well, yeah, no. So I was like, oh, that really sucks for you guys. And she goes you know what, you're the first person to say that, so thank you. And I was isn't like, oh gosh, oh gosh. Of, isn't that a bit depressing that that's the world we live in, that people are more concerned with their dinner reservations than yeah, the restaurant that's... Exactly. Losing all this money. Oh gosh. I know. Not ideal. So, I mean, I guess, guys, once Nomad's up and running, please get there. Book, enjoy it, love it. But speaking of loving it, Libs, take us to Ezra. I will indeed. The beautiful Ezra is located in Potts Point just a street away from where we were last week at Frigatoria. For those who know the cross well, it's two doors up from a very old stomping ground of mine. I mean, that's now closed, but Iguana or Guanzi. Oh, Guanzi. Opening in late August, the restaurant has already begun to cause a stir, which is exactly what owners Nick and Kirk wanted to do with this Tel Aviv-inspired restaurant. Whilst they both admit to not having any Israeli roots, They were so taken with the electric nightlife and the delicious food that they had to bring it to Sydney. With the help of head chef Ben Sears, whose resume also doesn't scream Mediterranean King, they've turned this corner restaurant into a bustling, beautiful spot full of Middle Eastern and Mediterranean food, matched with a select wine list and cocktails to write home about. Before we dive into the cocktails, talk me through that heavenly man that took us to our seats. Yeah, well, that was... Belle's boyfriend. Yeah. Wasn't it? I was going to make the comment earlier. He was so beautiful. I know, he but really I love was. how he was like, Bella, we spoke on the phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is the guy. This is the man. <laughs> he was so cute. Oh, he really was a very welcoming entry. And I don't know if it was because we were in earlier seating. So there wasn't a lot of people in the restaurant. So we were being very much weighted on hand and foot. No, everyone was loving us, weren't they? They were loving us. And when I did a little bit of a walkthrough, because when we go to venues, obviously I like to try and video it and try and get, like, for you guys, a vibe sense. Yeah, So you know what we're dealing with. And it's quite long, isn't it? Yeah. So I walked... beautiful. I know, I walked all the way down the restaurant 
And I think like one of the waiters or waitresses told everyone that I was coming down. And so all the bartenders were like standing there waiting, ready to say hi. And you'll see it in the video. And then I get to the kitchen and all the chefs are like, hi. And I'm like, this is amazing. And waving. So cute. I know. It was really cute. Wait, that's what I thought. And like to start off your night like that, it's just like the perfect way to start. And our Christmas party too. I know. <laughs> we kept like mentioning it to them. They're like, oh, nice earrings because we all have matching Christmas earrings. Yeah, well, I was. I had said it was our Christmas party. I think people were kind of confused. They're kind of like, what business do you run with three people? But, like, you know, like, it's 2020, guys. I could be running a business by myself. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, True. bloody hell. We might run a construction business for all they know. Yeah. yeah. And we whip men to do the work. Oh. oh. <laughs> that got weird. That was really inappropriate. <laughs> but all right, moving along into... The drinks to start off with. Mm. So as we all know, I'm not a huge cocktail fan, but I was in the mood. Definitely went for it. I got the Paloma, which Mm. was a sort of tequila-based cocktail that had grapefruit in it, some additional yummy bits and bobs happening. I really liked it in a tall glass. I love a tall glass, always. You really do. Do you think because, like, you're getting more value for money? I think I don't love the the strong alcoholic taste of cocktails. So I love if they're, like, a bit more spritzy, which which is why I like a spritz, I think, as well, you know? Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Your face is scrunching up. No, I was actually already moving on to Bella's drink. So when we walked in, <laughs> rogue choice. The lady you, was sort of saying, "Anyone want a cocktail to start?" And we all went, "Yeah, of course!" Like woohoo! And she said, "Well, you know, we've got all the classics. We've got margaritas. We've got Bloody Marys." And Bella all of a sudden went, "Hmm, Bloody Mary for me, please." <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've ever ordered a Bloody Mary in your life in front of me, at least. I've never ever been with anyone that's ordered a Bloody no, Mary. No, and I think even at the table she was like, mm, don't know why I'm feeling tomato juice, but okay. <laughs> Can I just say, like, I wasn't feeling well and it hit every spot. <laughs> it was everything I needed in that moment and more. It's a strong drink of Bloody Mary. And also the ironic thing was she forgot your garnish and yet, like, the Bloody Mary, you like, it's iconic to have that piece of celery in there. I know, it was so funny. But she so took funny. it back straight away. She did, but... It was, I didn't, a, it was a long garnish making. Context. We didn't, obviously, as B just said, I've never had a Bloody Mary in my life. I wouldn't have known it. that It meant to have it, the garnish on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were quite happy. Like, I don't really care. Yeah, I was like, just give it to me. And so she runs off and she comes back with the garnish. And it was just like, I don't know if it's because it was a bit like spice. Like, obviously they're spicy, but maybe it was just like, I was already hungry. And it yeah, kind of is like a it's, it's, it's quite savoury as a drink, isn't yeah. it? Would you order again? Yeah, but like obviously I wouldn't drink too many of them in a row. You can mm. see why people drink it as the hair of the dog drink though. It's got yeah, that for spice breakfast. Yeah. 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 and like savoury flavours. B, you went down a more traditional route than both of us. Just a classic mug for me. How was it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, small glass. It's very small glass. Beautiful glass, though. Beautiful glass. And I feel like I'm seeing a lot of margaritas in those glasses. It was the same sort of glass we got at Toddy's. But, yeah, look, nothing amazing. It was just a margarita. That's the thing. But I I was happy with that because, you know, I feel like with a classic cocktail, it should just be you know what you're getting. Not like, oh. Yeah, this is a bit different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's what they're, they're the classics. They're not on the menu because they're just the classics. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I'm glad you were happy with it. I feel like we all were happy, quite happy to start. And we did decide to go for the tasting menu. We did, which I'm so happy for. I'm here for a tasting menu, particularly when you guys decide because I just get decision paralysis and I know yeah. that I'll probably not like a lot of stuff anyway, so I'll just go with it. And it's a good choice, especially for someone like you, because it makes you try things. Absolutely. Yeah. So the menu is $65 a head. But also as she was sort of 
taking our order, so to speak. There are a few things on the menu that you can get as add-ons. She did a classic waiter add-on. She did a classic waiter add-on and added on salmon pastrami with olives, pickles, and chili. Ooh. $5 a head. Um, Look, I'm in the wrong order here, but when that came out, I was a bit like, B, did we really agree to this? $5 a head, which means that was $15. (laughs) It was. For some cured salmon shoved on a stick with an olive. I mean, it was pretty good, It was pretty yummy. But it was weird. It, it, it was very weird. You'll see the pictures. It basically, you know, so pastrami is the way that you sit the meat in brine for several days. And so I suppose this was a similar technique. Mm. And they've got the pickled olive and the chili on either side. Interesting textures, interesting flavors, good to try, but I probably wouldn't get it again. Interesting. So you guys didn't like it. No, I, I definitely did. Oh, you did? Like if that was going around at a party. You'd be you going know? for a few more. Yeah, I'd be like come back oh, <laughs> but you but why you're a massive seafood lover oh no i loved it it wasn't very seafoody that was why was it the texture because the texture got me no i loved the texture it was just very salty which is just that pickle and that olive i thought it was yummy but it was just a bit expensive for what it was yeah. or something i couldn't get I past that i didn't realize that it was five dollars for that little thing so yeah you weren't there when we were making the decision to add it on right okay yeah i was about to say i don't remember this Conversation Probably should have been involved in hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> Although, but you loved it, so you're happy with it. Yeah. So I'm not sure how we want to do the menu because there are lots of things on there. Do we just want to pick out a few of the key things? Yeah, let's pick out some highlights for the guys. All right. So I want to start off. I know I've done a lot of talking already, but I'm going to keep talking because <laughs> yeah, is your throat dry. Um. Well, the hummus. Oh, oh, yeah. Look, you can talk about that. So if you go onto their Instagram or you check out in this restaurant anywhere, you will see talk about this hummus. It comes mm. out, it's deliciously creamy. It comes out with a smoked boiled egg on top and some radish around the side. It is just to die for. It really is. And the bread, like. Yes, exactly right. So, so it comes out with a pretzel and, and a pita and it's just insane like I wanted more of the pretzel I think but even the pita was amazing it's so good to have that combination though of like the chewy pretzel and then the really soft and light airy pita yeah it was delish was that the Jerusalem pretzel was indeed Uh uh-huh but I felt like it could have been more what the the serving size or the bread yeah yeah there was a lot of hummus for bread ratio which no qualms about that the hummus was amazing but I was like three people yeah a pita probably the size of my hand and then I was, I had adequate sufficiency, I thought. Nah, I'm nah. a big bread person. Yeah. Mm. Bring out the bread. More. But then you didn't eat some of the other things that came out. So one of the other dishes that came out in the entree sort of section was the raw beef, burglar and almond cream. Mm. I obviously didn't get that because I don't eat beef and they were very generous and made a substitution for me. But you guys didn't quite finish that. So I thought you had enough food. No, I didn't finish it because I didn't like it. Yeah. And I was a little bit weirded out in that moment. I think I was in my own head about the raw part. I just don't do raw stuff. Don't I do give raw. me raw beef. I love raw, a lot of raw things, but raw beef? It just so weirded much. you out? Yeah, it freaks me out. I appreciate the dish. I thought it was beautiful. Was it, did you say almond cream? Yeah. Really enjoyed that. Like I tried it and I did actually have more mouthfuls than I thought, probably because I just felt bad that I wasn't eating it, <laughs> but it's not something I would order again. Because it was, it was really yummy. It's just if you, you got like, in your own head yeah. about it. Yeah. So just if you're going to eat it, don't be thinking right, about it. Could it not have been just a, like lightly seared? <laughs> <laughs> sort of takes away from that delicious texture. I mean, I'm assuming. Yeah, you're assuming. It wasn't in your mouth. It wasn't at all. I know I said we're going to just 
dip in and out of things. But the other thing and the only other thing on the entree menu was the Spanner Crab Falafel. This oh. has been written up mm. several times as well, much like the hummus. I thought it was good but didn't taste very crabby. But yeah. that, for me, but that's fine. Absolutely. I love that. And I was actually okay about it, which is funny because I love crab, but I was happy that it didn't taste like crab. I just thought there was going to be like chunks of crab in the middle. But right. Yeah, but obviously there wasn't. Uh, a bit disappointed with that. It was a bit of more of like a chewy texture than I'm used to, but that, that was sort of what I thought. I still thought it was really delicious, but not the write-up that everyone's been giving it. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. okay. But you guys disagree. Agree to disagree, Libby D. All right, well, then we'll move on to the main course, which actually came out with chicken, cauliflower, and mm. the Jerusalem salad. Yummy. I, I, I don't think I have a bad word to say about any of those dishes. Yeah, neither. Yeah, look, to be honest, neither. The cauliflower was cooked beautifully. It had shaved halloumi on the top with mm. caramelized onions. Oh, shaved halloumi. I've never thought about it before, and now I'm just such a fan. Also, how do you shave halloumi? Isn't it like a piece of rubber? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. I've never, ever thought that that would be a good idea, even the concept of it. I was like, why would you do this to halloumi? Because part of the deliciousness of halloumi is the texture. Yeah, yeah and it's interesting as well because it kind of works because halloumi doesn't melt the same as like a different sort of, you know, a, yeah. a mozzarella or a cheddar or something. It kind of, you get that cheesy taste, but it's not taking over the cauliflower and making it soggy it was like a crumb as yeah a yeah it's so true i love that oh maybe i should go to cooking school <laughs> <laughs> and then the delicious light and refreshing salad which was just cucumbers tomatoes and radishes basically you can never go wrong with that no i agree i thought it was so fresh i mean i hate a salad but i think that I, really <laughs> <enjoyed>. <laughs> so bizarre. I really enjoyed that one i thought it was very complimentary to the chicken Yes, yep. which definitely was the main event. It was mm-hmm. juicy. It was succulent. With that, what's that sauce? The tum. Yeah. Oh. that Oh, it's just like liquid garlic. I didn't go garlic. near the tum. Well, it was quite funny when he put the plate down, he looked Bella in the eye and said, just stay away from this one if you're looking to talk to anyone nice tonight. And Bella <laughs> went, I will. And I was like, do not give a shit. I am single AF and loving life. I'm going to just eat it and probably go home. I didn't end up going home. Went to a house party, burped garlic in everyone's face. So, and I was fine. Bella was fine. And then literally the whole night I was sitting there going, oh, oh, oh. Excuse I was me. like, can everyone smell my breath? <laughs> I love it. So good. But I actually thought the same. I was got into bed with Jack and I was like, oh, I probably smell so much like garlic. And he's like, no, you just smell like alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, shame. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, that then does take us, I suppose, to the bottle of wine that we got to match the main meal. Mm. So we just decided to go for a light white. We got a Pinot Gris. It was the cheapest on the menu. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no secrets here, guys. I mean, I hate white wine, so cannot speak to it. But didn't mind it. Drank it. Yeah. I don't have many thoughts on it. Like It was a bit of a nothing. Yeah, yeah was, I was going to say, it wasn't a highlight. But to me, it wasn't a low light. Yeah, okay. it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. Should we talk about the low light? Oh, are you saying that dessert is the low light? The low light was so depressing. It was so good. The low light was <laughs> dessert was such a bloody sad end to that whole meal. I cannot you believe you're saying this is the low light. Oh, it was like bang, bang, banger of a dish and let's bring in soggy rice pudding. Yes, it was a rice pudding with caramelized white chocolate dusted over the top and halva. 
Halva is my favourite. What is that? Halva is like a sort of sesame seed sweet that they make in the Middle East. It's essentially like fairy floss, but it's made out of like oh, sesame paste. Yes, I oh, know we, the one. we had that at that Greek restaurant, 1821. Yes, we did. We did indeed. So go back wow, and listen to 1821 and you hear us talk a bit more about Halva and the dessert we had there. But it is so one of my favourite flavours as well as caramelised white chocolate. So I was like already like, you know, my mouth was salivating thinking about this dish. And I love a rice pudding. Mm. I'm going to have to agree with Libby on this one. I think, yes, B, it was a little bit of a basic concept. But at the end of the day, it was amazing. Basic concept, executed well. Can appreciate that. But yeah. still, rice pudding, <laughs> what the F. I have no time for it. Like... Literally, like, I'm actually makes me a bit angry that they would even serve that. And I think I was just super ready for like a chocolate tart or just like a chocolatey sorbet or anything with chocolate, basically. And it was bitterly disappointing. <laughs> you were just. Was such- there another dessert on the menu? Like, did we just not get it? Um, there was another dessert that actually has been quite highly um, oh, renowned so we just as well. Went for the- no, we didn't get a choice because this was part of the set menu, but you could add on for another $6 each. The ice cream baklava sandwich. I oh, think. wow. That sounds so not interesting. Yum. I know, yum, but we'd already eaten a lot. Oh, I would have taken that any day of a rice pudding. <laughs> well, I know. I don't think you could swap them out, though. You can. If we can sweet talk an extra chair in, we can swap out a freaking dessert. <laughs> anyway, chair. it depends what kind of person you are. If you're a rice pudding kind of girl like Bella and I. No then one. It- <laughs> Two to one here, babe. Then give it a go. But I do think that the ice cream baklava looked pretty insane. So Yeah, if you're a me, sweet talk them out of it. <laughs> give it a go. See how you go. We'd love to hear. Please let us know how you go. All right then, guys. I feel like on that note, it certainly brings us to order off the menu, which is the part of the podcast where we decide whether rice pudding is shit or not. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. It's the part of the podcast where we decide whether it's worth a visit or not. Bella, buttery, buttery Bella, mate or date? Look, I'm going to have to say date. Yeah, look, I, yeah, I'm here for it. Keep it coming. It is a classy place, a nice place in a rather questionable area, maybe. Yeah, I back that. Yeah. And the only reason I say that is because, you know, my personal relationship with that area <laughs> look, in my past life. As we said, when we went to Frigatoria, you know, it brings back memories. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, you know, like you said in the intro. Very close to, what do you say? Guanzi. Yeah, see, people only call it that if they spent like a considerable amount of time there. If, if you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. So <laughs> I'm kind of happy about not knowing. But you're right, Belle. Definitely a date spot, I think. Yeah. And just the way everything's kind of set up is that it's a very two-person kind of vibe. Like, mm. I think we, we are the only people who had, well. That's were- true. There was only like two or three tables that were more than groups of two. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of so, like intimate pockets. Yeah, intimate pockets. Even as B was explaining before, it's quite long. And in that section, they've got little one-on-one, you know. Which would be so intimate, wouldn't it? Mm, it and would. the lighting as well, like it's quite dim. Yeah. Mm. Oh, a bit of like hand-holding under the table. Mm, a bit of more yeah. than hand-holding under the table. Bit of Anything you want under the table. Oh, a bit of anything. <laughs> oh, a bit of any- anything goes in Ezra, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. B? Bougie or basic? Oh, well, I feel like Bella's already kind of alluded to it. Definitely bougie. Yep. You know, beautiful interior design, amazing art on the walls. A lot of thought's been put into the, obviously, how they've put it together. And there are beautiful little sections. And yeah, it's just, yeah, very much a bougie vibe. 
I'm really happy with that. I think that really explains it well. It was simply gorgeous, I thought. Mm. Effortlessly so. Mm. Libby, dollars for ladishes. Four out of five. Oh, no. No little pros at the beginning. All right, all right. So I'll give you the reasoning. $65 per head for the set menu. That is awesome. The food was delicious, really high quality, really good, good, yummy food. Bang for your buck. And look, everything else, the wine was pretty cheap. I mean, we did go for the cheapest bottle, but that helps. I mean, the only thing that was sort of probably not value for money were those little skewers we talked about that were the add-on. Otherwise, you can just avoid the add-on and go... <laughs> $65 a head, bottle of wine, two, three cocktails, $100 each. I mean, I really agree with that because I feel like the vibe that it sets up, you think you're going to be dropping a lot of cash. Yeah. yeah. And then when the bill came, I was very pleasantly surprised. I mean, I still think we're probably just getting very used to dropping a lot of cash at food places. I think we are getting too used to doing that. No, I agree. Sure. And look, let's be totally real. $100 a head is really expensive. But this was our Christmas party. We were planning on spending that at Nomad. We mm. Probably even more. Probably even more. And and we wanted to treat ourselves. We've had a huge year. We've nearly had a podcast for a whole year. Oh, pretty good effort. Wow. (laughs) Pat your friend on the back next to you. I was like, why are you trying to touch me? Yeah, I couldn't reach. (laughs) And so I just think that for us, a special occasion like that, I'm really happy. Four out of five. Amazing. So we've got four out of five. Date spot. And bougie. All right. I think it's time for food features and fails. Food Features and Fails is the part of the podcast where we describe a food feature or just a really bad fail from our week. Absolutely. I'm going to go first. All right, do it. <laughs> it wasn't even thrown to me because I'm very excited about this. I posted it on the Instagram a couple of weeks ago. Bacon and egg roll. What a feature. What a feature when you find a bacon and egg roll in your new hood that comes with a hash brown inside. There's nothing better than a hash brown and a bacon egg roll. There's nothing better than a hash brown full stop. And we've had this <laughs> conversation on the podcast before. I've said hash browns are very few and far between. And I've gone to two cafes in my area in the same week and hash browns have been on the menu. I love where I live. We know, mate. Yeah. We know. <laughs> I'm frothing myself she, hard. You are like Dora the Explorer at the moment. <laughs> I am freaking Dora the Explorer. Anyway, so I'm featuring the bacon and egg roll from Haven. That is what the cafe is called. Haven okay. in Rosebury. Haven in Rosebury. Don't give the people where I live. <laughs> they want to know. They're going to come find you. Yeah, I think you do know because I'm spamming the Instagram. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's just simply stunning. Belle, do you have a stunning feature for us this week? I wouldn't call it stunning and I wouldn't call it a feature either. Oh, so it's a fail. It is 100% a fail. So basically last night I get in after a very large weekend Mm. and I was so hungry, like starving. Bought two pizzas from not a place that I would normally buy pizza, but it was the only place open. Two pizzas. (laughs) Classic. Classic margarita. What? You got a margarita? Wait, sorry. Classic margarita. Classic margarita. Two classic margaritas. You got two of the same pizza. Why'd you get two? Because I think my logic at the time was I was like, oh, I'll get free delivery. Just like whatever. Just no, no, that's fine. The two pizza thing. Do but, the two pizza thing. But when in doubt, order different flavors in case one sucks. Yeah. But the thing is the free delivery didn't even work. So I ended up just getting two pizzas. <laughs> Wait, so did you, serious but did you eat both of them? I ate one and a half. 
Yeah, nice, nice work. That and is, then I was like, it's a good outcome that you ate one and a half pizzas, but a total fail that, that you got two of the same and you had to pay for delivery. I'm sorry, Belle, <laughs> but you are failing. That I'm failing you. And you know, it's so funny. My phone rang and I was like, who's this? <laughs> Oh. And it was the pizza person at the door. Like, oh my He's gosh. Like, We've no. all been there. I've ordered an Italian feast. I was like, someone's booty calling me, but it, no, just the pizza guy. So bad. <laughs> Imagine but. if the pizza guy was your booty call. Anyway, that's let's not go down there. Um, <laughs> Libby, food feature or fail? Bit more wholesome content for you all. Not surprising. Oh, love mm. that. You're love the it. wholesome queen. Thank you so, so much. I'm just going to sort of like shout out. Oh, I love this. I love when you just shout out random things. <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to feature muesli. <laughs> I'm just going to feature the simple things. Oh, I um, love where this is going already. I don't actually exactly know how to explain this in detail, but it's on Sunday morning after we'd had this beautiful big dinner that night, I was feeling a bit dusty. Get a call from mum saying, hey, come over for breakfast. Oh, I love those calls. Mm, love those calls. My brother was in town. Oh. So they'd gone and got some croissants and some some snails and different things. Mm. And then they had mangoes, bananas, avocado, tomato and fresh bread. Oh, that sounds so lovely. It was just so nice. So I'm really featuring, you know, just you don't have to do anything too fancy. I mean, the, the croissants and stuff, of course, they're very fancy. But just simply getting a bit of sourdough bread, a bit of beautiful avo, plonk a bit of rocket on the plate. Amazing. Beautiful. Mm. A 10 out of 10 breakfast. Couldn't be happier. That's very um Italian from you. <laughs> Thanks. Italians um, love to just like get those random things. Or maybe French as well and kind of just put it together and they're like, anything's a meal, you know? <laughs> Well, like, look, I'm I'm hoping to channel something like that, you know, that makes me feel really good. Look, I feel like after nearly a decade with Jack, I'd be surprised if you weren't part Italian. <laughs> look, hopefully one day I'll be able to be a nonna. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, our beautiful podcast listeners, that brings us to the end of our Christmas special. From our OG family to yours, we wish you a very Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. We hope that you eat very good food, drink very good wine, and a very, very merry. Have yourself a very, very merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> Are you doing that? <laughs> that was so good.